Well, hey friends, welcome to the Restoring Home Podcast. We offer supports and resources to parents before, during, and after court. I'm your host, Lisa Welder, and in this episode, we're going to teach you a really significant technique for your household. If you're a single parent, maybe you're a step-parent, perhaps you're a parent who has uh, recently gone through a divorce situation, or you've come out on the other side and you're trying to figure out how to connect with your kids and loved ones, this is an episode just for you. Well, let's first unpack this idea of circle. What is a circle? A circle is really a simple but universal communication technique that anyone can learn. If you have experienced any sort of conflict, maybe you're trying to strengthen your family or build relationships with kids, maybe you've been in a blended family situation, you're not really sure how to blend the family this particular technique can be really useful for all of those sorts of conversations. I first uh, launched this using this in replacement of a family meeting. And today you're going to have the opportunity to hear from one of our mediators and how she uses circle in her household. Now, Check out our show notes and our resources because at the end of this episode, you might be interested in learning how can I actually pull off what Ashley has pulled off. And we're going to provide you with a circle guide so that you can walk through the steps that Ashley did to set the table, in a sense, to create a circle for your family and household. Now, every family will do this differently. And so take what makes sense and apply it and build from there. And Ashley will share a little bit about how she did this as well. The technique of circle is built on three basic steps. How do you, one, build common ground? Two, how do you facilitate great questions or open up the conversation for storytelling? And then three, if you have to make a decision, you're gonna make a decision based on what the group wants to do about that. The way you hold circle and move through these three steps is using a talking piece. And a talking piece can really be any object that makes sense for you and your family. You would just not want to choose an item that would push people away or cause uh, division. Use something that uh, might be more natural, like a rock or something that might uh, create or has created a fond memory for your family members. Stuffed animals are a good idea when you have kids. You can use glitter wands if kids get fidgety. Really uh, think about what makes sense for you and your household and then facilitate the conversation using that talking piece. Now in the show notes, you're going to see a little bit more information on how a talking piece gets used. We're going to leave that for uh, the show notes for you to dive in just a little bit more. But in a nutshell, just know that the talking piece goes around in a circle. So you're sitting in an actual circle. You might be sitting at a dining room table. You might be sitting on your living room couches, around a coffee table. You might be sitting on the floor. That talking piece is going to start with you. You're going to pose a question and then you're going to uh, pass the talking piece to your left or right. And as the talking piece comes back to you, you might respond um, but you're not going to be speaking while you are not holding the talking piece. And that is the most important uh, rule, if you want to call it, of the circle is whoever has the talking piece has the opportunity to speak. Whoever does not have the talking piece has the opportunity to listen. So it's giving everyone equal ability to speak what they need to say 
without being interrupted. And that's hard for us as parents because we oftentimes want to interject or maybe the kids want to interject. And the rule of the circle is we do not speak when we do not have the talking piece. So let's get started with today's conversation. Today, I've invited Ashley Langenfeld to the table. She runs Break the Bad Mediation and Ashley is going to share all about how Circle has been impactful and helpful to her family and what suggestions she might have for you as a parent. And then finally, you're going to hear her actually lead her family through a circle. All right, Ashley, I'm going to hand it over to you. Thanks for coming today. Thanks, Lisa. I appreciate you having me on here. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is going to be such a fun conversation. Ashley, would you like to tell folks a little bit about why this is such an important topic for you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, like Lisa said, my name is Ashley. I am a part of a blended family. I've been married to my husband, Fred, for the last four years. And when we got married, he had uh, two boys that were 16 and 14. Now they're 20 and 18. And then um, I had, when we got married, my son was four. He's now eight. And so this whole idea of um, a blended family is really why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, Having gone through a divorce myself and just having to deal with um, exes on both sides of things, having expectations from my husband's children and then from my son and just all of that, we have really um, just enjoyed what Circle has brought to our family in it's just been like a great communications tool that we now structure, like our day is a lot of times based around circle. And we do this in the evenings around our dinner table. It helps us um, kind of, you know, we don't get, we're busy. We're running all over the place from different activities, school, work, all the things, just like so many of you are. And this is a good way for us to be really intentional as a family, just to touch base each day, to do check-ins in the evening, do highs and lows, um, and also just to navigate conflict and those expectations that we all have that maybe go as unmet expectations and then can turn into frustrations. And so it's really just a really good communication tool that we now have and that we utilize as a blended family. (laughs) So Ashley, how would you like to kind of set the stage for our audience as they prepare to listen to you lead a circle with your family? As I've seen with my sons at first, like everybody in my house was very reluctant to try this. And so I would encourage each of you to start simple, just do very simple, not in-depth, not hard, complicated conversations, but it could just be reading a normal bedtime book that has nothing to do with emotions at all and then just going around and talking about what you heard in the story and starting to just slowly build that routine into your family's you know daily life um but i would just really encourage families to just show yourself a lot of grace in this process and realize you're learning too i'm still learning when we go through the process of okay maybe i could have said this or i could have done this a little bit differently and i'll take take that into maybe the next circle that we do. But I would just say, you know, show yourself grace that there is a lot of room to be creative in this space. And that, you know, as you go into this, just, you know, 
try it. Just have everyone be willing to try it and maybe just do it, you know, once, once a week versus trying to do it a bunch of times uh, throughout the week. And then once you get used to it, it will get easier and more natural. And like I said, you know, my son just jumps right into the rhythm of it. Now, when we have conversations and we just grab a talking piece, we don't even have to go through the values at that point because he just knows what we need to do. So just keeping it simple and basic and being able to show yourself grace and realize that this is a tool for you to use as it works in your family. Love it. All right, friends, we'll take a listen to Ashley as she leads her family through a circle. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. I'm sitting here with my son, Jackson, and my husband, Fred, and we are going to take you through what one of our family circles looks like. So typically, this happens a couple of times during the week. We're sitting at our dinner table after eating supper. In the middle of our table, we always have a candle lit and the lights are dim above us. And then we have a bunch of rocks uh, on our in the middle of our table in our centerpiece that Jackson has found on different camping trips when we've been up at the lake. And so we set out all of these favorite rocks. And every time that we do a circle, Jackson picks which talking piece we're going to use. So we are going to use a very flat, smooth stone uh, as we go around and do our circle. So before we get started, I always ask Jackson what our three values are. Jackson, can you tell everybody what our three values are? Respect. Respect. Responsibility. Responsibility. Relationships. And relationship. And can you tell me what respect means? You should respect other people a lot. Yep, and what helps us respect each other at our table? Our talking piece. Yep, because it we only talk when we have the talking piece, correct? And what does responsibility mean? You have a responsibility with four things. Your job. Oh, close. That's, ah. you want to do relationship first? Yeah. Yeah, do relationship. We have a relationship with four things. Relationship. You have a relationship with four things. Mm-hmm. Your job. Yep, your job and your community. Your response. Relationship with. You have a relationship with yourself. Yep. With God. Yep. And with your family. There you go. Great job. And the last one is responsibility. What are we responsible for when we're doing a circle? Mm-hmm. ourselves you're right everything that we do and say we need to take responsibility for right and these are the three values that help us do a circle really really well especially in conflict but tonight we're not going to focus on conflict we're just going to focus on how we do a circle in the evening so the first thing that we're going to do is we lay out a bunch of cards that have pictures on them. You can find some of these cards online. Uh, A lot of times they're called interactive um, picture cards, and they basically look like a deck of cards, but they've got pictures on them. You could also take pictures just out in nature or different things like that and lay them out on your table, or you can just ask a couple of questions to get everything going. So what we usually do is I'll ask a question, We usually take turns on who asks the questions, but since I'm facilitating the circle tonight, I'll ask the question, and then we're each going to pick one of these cards from the middle of the circle, and we're going to use that to answer our question. 
So my question for both of you tonight and myself is, what did you feel like today and why? So find something that represents how you felt today and why you felt that way. So we'll each grab a card. We're currently looking for our cards. All right, and we've each picked a card out of the center of the table. So now I'm gonna start, since I'm facilitating the circle, and I'm gonna hold up my card, which has a picture of a dog with a blanket over it taking a nap. And the reason I chose this card is because I'm kind of feeling under the weather today, and so I ended up taking a nap to feel better. I chose a very long road because at school it was very long, and I feel like after all this hard work, I need to get some rest. I chose a microphone because I was on calls all day, so I've been talking, 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 so I'm tired of talking. All right, and as you could hear when we were going around the circle, you could hear the rock being passed around, and so that's when we knew that we were able to talk to each other, and that helps us just stay in check and be able to respect and hear each other. So tonight, what we're going to do, and we do this a lot of times with Bible stories, but tonight we're just going to focus on doing a book, which is called Right Now, I Am Brave, written by Dr. Daniela Owen. And this is a great way to be able to just go through a book with your children, whether at bedtime or after meals, and be able to connect. And you can use different books. So a lot of times it works really well with books about feelings and or things that we're dealing with. So I'm going to read this book, and then I'm going to ask two questions after it. So are we ready to listen up? Yes. Okay. Sometimes things can feel really scary. These may be things that other kids find scary, too. Or they may be things that most kids don't find scary at all. When the things we find scary are not actually dangerous, then it's time to be brave. Being brave is about facing something that is scary or hard for you to deal with. Sometimes we choose to be brave because it's the right thing to do. Firefighters, astronauts, and soldiers are all brave, and their jobs are really hard. When something feels scary, our brains may tell us to run away, go and hide, or stay away, no matter what. But we don't always have to listen to what our brains tell us. Sometimes our brains play tricks on us and tell us something is scarier than it actually is. Think back. Have you ever been worried, nervous, or scared to do something new? Then once you did it, you were so glad you did? Being brave is tough. It's tough for firefighters, astronauts, and soldiers. It can be tough for kids too, but you can do it. One way to be brave is to talk to yourself in an encouraging way. When your brain is saying, not so fast, tell yourself, I can handle it. Then you will feel much more confident and brave. How about you give it a try? I can do this. I am brave. Cheering ourselves on is one of the best ways to help us be brave. Another way to help ourselves feel brave is by making a plan to do something brave. When we set a goal and make a promise to ourselves, we are more likely to achieve our goal. 
When the time comes to do the brave thing, remember, I made a promise to myself, and I will be very glad that I kept my promise. What helps the most is doing something brave and discovering that you can handle it. Once we do something brave, we are always glad we did. We feel extremely proud of ourselves, which makes it a tiny bit easier to be brave the next time. A great thing to do after we have been brave is to reward ourselves. Being brave is tough, and we can accomplish tough things. It's nice to give ourselves a reward. We can reward ourselves with a pat on the back, a self-hug, or by telling ourselves how great it is that we chose to be brave. Remind yourself, right now, I am brave. The end. All right, so we're going to go back to the talking piece, and I'm going to ask two questions. So the first question that we're going to answer is, what is something that scares you and why? And I'm going to answer first, so something that scares me and why? Hmm. Not always having things go as plan, planned because I don't like there to be chaos and disorder. And so for me, it's really stressful and frustrating and sometimes can be scary when I don't know what the plan is or if the plan's going to work out. All right, so now I'm going to pass it to Jackson. What is something that scares you and why? Being alone because... <clears throat> You don't really have any. You don't have anyone to protect you. You don't. You can't real. You don't really have. You kind of just out alone and. Mm-hmm. You can't do a lot of stuff without your family. I'm going to pass this to What scares me is not having the answer all the time. So not being able to answer people's questions at work or at home or about, but scares me that I don't have the information that people need. That's great. So could you tell that we all had something that we were scared of? It's not just one of us. All three of us have something that we are scared of. So my next question is, what is one thing you can do or say to help you feel brave? And I'll start to answer my question. So when I feel like things are kind of crazy or out of control or I don't know what's happening, I can take a deep breath and breathe out and remind myself that it's going to be okay. The other thing I can do is maybe make a list of what things I can focus on now since the other things didn't work out. So now I'm going to pass my talking piece to Jackson. What is one thing you can do or say to yourself to help you feel brave? So me and my mom came up with a sentence once. It call, it's called, um, I am strong, I am brave, I am courageous. So sometimes I use that, or sometimes I, I like say my fears, and I put, I put my hand on my head, and then, and then like take it out, and then put, and then like put it on a shelf to take all, all of those worries away. What helps me is being able to take a breath, like Ashley said, but also breathing back and thinking about, okay, I don't need to know the answer for everything. I can ask people for help or to look around for answers, but also just knowing that I don't have to know everything about things. 
That's great. Thank you both for sharing. Jackson, I loved how you said the whole thing about when you take, you, you're kind of like visualizing, right? Taking the fear out of your brain with your hands and then putting yes. it on the shelf and letting, kind of giving it off to Jesus, right? We also have a worry jar in our house. And when we have fears, we'll write our fears down on that and we'll put our worries in the jar to give them to Jesus because faith is a big part of who we are at home. And like Fred shared, that was a great example of we don't always have to have the answer. Sometimes we don't have to have everything go as planned or have all the answers. And we can just remind our our brains that it's okay, that it's okay to not have everything figured out. So thanks to my family for being able to share your thoughts Uh, with everybody here and we hope that this was helpful for other families who are interested in doing circle at their home well i just want to say thank you again everybody for listening in and joining my husband fred and my son jackson and myself as we walked through what a simple circle has looked like for us in our home and what it can look like for you in your homes going forward i do want to just share that over the next several months we are going to take the opportunity as a family to record some very real and raw circles that take place in our home and they might be revolving around conflict and how we resolve it or just some more in-depth Uh, circles and what they look like and we're going to be getting those out to you on the podcast because I want you to be able to hear how you can incorporate the circle process into very different situations and scenarios in your life so be on the lookout for those I also just want to invite you to feel free to check out my website on the Restoring Home webpage. I'm going to be listed under the mediators. Again, my name is Ashley Longenfeld and I work with Break the Bad Mediation. If you are looking for mediation services uh, for yourself or for family members, feel free to check me out there. If you're also maybe just curious about how to get a little bit more in-depth training on this circle process. I would love to work with you or your church or your community on getting some workshops set up so that we can get this training into your hands and the hands of families that you know and be able to get you trained and confident so that you're all able to feel empowered and to empower one another to be able to use your voices in a very respectful way and very effective way so feel free to check out my website there if needed and reach out with questions i'd be happy to talk with you about what this could look like for you also i just want to thank you again for listening in and encourage you all to just be gracious to yourself this holiday season i hope that the holidays can be filled with some joy and just peace as you navigate all these different things that you have going on with your family and those around you. So thanks again and happy holidays, everyone.